You're listening to the voice of authority. You're listening to credibility. You're listening to expert analysis on daily sporting events. You're listening to the one place where you can get valuable information on gaming. Odds. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Hour number two of the morning after on this Thursday begins, drumroll please, right now. Sirius XM channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. We have so much to get to here in this second hour. We will touch on a variety of things. We will talk about the NFL week number 10. The Sunday slate with FanDuel's Ryan Williams, also a full-blown preview of Thursday night football from every single perspective, a prop perspective for both the Dolphins and the Ravens tonight in Miami. And then Ravens studio host Melissa Kim, who works directly with the team, will join us to give us Baltimore's approach for Thursday night football. Also, a little show me the plus money, a same game parlay that I have cooked up on the FanDuel Sportsbook that I think is pretty good. I like it, and the odds are pretty, pretty good as well. And also, do not forget, Thursday night football in the National Football League, sure, but also a huge Thursday night football game in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Tonight in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Panthers of Pitt hosting North Carolina. Right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Pitt is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under total, yeah, it brings about a smile on my face because it is up there, 72 and a hook right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So let's begin with that over-under total. When we look at that number, it seems high, but it makes sense for these two teams when you look at what they have done scoring-wise so far this year. Two of the top seven scoring offenses in all of college football. Pittsburgh is fifth, averaging 41 points per game. UNC is seventh, averaging nearly 39 points per game. North Carolina has played three straight games to an over, six of nine games to the over, by an average margin of 5.3 points per game. Pittsburgh is tied for the most overs in all of college football, seven of their nine games to the over, going over by an average margin of 11 points per game, which is the highest margin hitting overs all year long in college football. So let me reiterate that to drive home that 72 and a half over under total that you are seeing for tonight between Pittsburgh and North Carolina. UNC, six of their nine games so far this year have hit the over. Their three last games all hitting to the over by a large, large margin. Pittsburgh is hitting to the over by the highest margin in all of college football. Seven of the nine games of the Panthers this year have hit the over and by an average margin of 11 points per game. Again, the highest mark over in all of college football. In fact, North Carolina's defense has allowed at least 42 points in each of the last three games that North Carolina has played. And again, in those last three games, consecutively, North Carolina has played two and over. You couple that with Pittsburgh, who averages 41 points per game, the fifth highest scoring offense in all of college football, with a team that is tied for the most overs in all of college football, 72 and a half might not be enough. I know it's a short week. I know it's Thursday night. I know it's an important ACC game, but I would not be shocked or surprised in the slightest if this game was played into the 90s or at least the 80s going over this total of 72 and a half. Let's not forget what UNC did last week at home against Wake Forest, handing the Deeks their first loss of the year. North Carolina won that football game and allowed 55 points. Why? The Tar Heels scored 58. 
58-55 was the final score between North Carolina and Wake Forest last night. And now you welcome in a Pittsburgh team that is the fifth highest scoring offense in all of college football. As we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here the morning hour, the morning after, excuse me, in hour number two. You're listening on Sirius XM, channel 159, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. I am Ben Stevens. We are looking at a great ACC football game on this Thursday night between Pittsburgh and North Carolina. Again, the Panthers a six and a half point favorite. The over-under total, 72 and a half. I've mentioned how this game has a meaningful impact on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Right now, Pittsburgh is the favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the ACC at plus 115. Pittsburgh is 4-1 so far in ACC conference play. North Carolina is just 3-3. Pittsburgh has firm control over the Coastal Division, which is one of the two paths into the ACC conference championship game. That is why they are the favorites at plus 115 to win the entire conference championship. Let's also not forget that Pittsburgh, as they are a six and a half point favorite tonight, one of four teams in all of college football that has a seven and two record against the spread. That is the second best record against the spread in all of CFB. Only Syracuse and UTSA with a better record ATS in all of FBS level college football. The Orange and the Roadrunners meet meep, both eight and one ATS this year. So Pittsburgh at seven and two against the number, tied for the third best record in all of college football ATS. That is a very, very, very good mark. UNC, meanwhile, just four and five ATS. This is their second game booked as an underdog so far this year. The first game booked as an underdog was against Notre Dame a couple of Saturdays ago. They lost and did not cover, losing to the Irish by 10 points. So again, Pittsburgh the favorites to win the ACC at plus 115. A hugely impactful game on the other side on Saturday for the Atlantic division between Wake Forest and NC State. Right now, when you look at the Demon Deacons, they are plus 350. NC State plus 500 to win the ACC. Those odds that we wish we could show you here with Pittsburgh at plus 115 as the favorites, Wake Forest at plus 350, and North Carolina State at plus 500. That is how the ACC might shake up this year. Clemson has won this conference six straight seasons. It seems like, based on the odds, that will come to a close this year in 2021. Thursday night football in the collegiate ranks in the ACC, also in the NFL, the Ravens and the Dolphins. Show me the plus money. That's up next year on The Grid. The Sports Grid TV Network is a new streaming video sports channel for you. Dedicated to serving the massive fantasy sports and wagering audience. Sports Grid TV is live, free on Sling TV. With real-time data and expert commentary. Featuring Pat McAfee, Scott Farrell, Gabe Marinci, Pro Football Doc Dr. David Chow, NFL Insider Adam Kaplan, and more. Simply download the Sling TV free app and go to the sports channels to watch Sports Grid. And get the winning edge. That's Sports Grid TV, free on Sling TV. It's not hard to understand. There's a difference between luck and strategy. Luck is getting the last piece of pizza. Strategy is hiding it beforehand in a warm oven. Trust us. Strategy's better. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.
right back here on the morning after on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 the new home for sports grid radio on sirius xm i'm ben stevens thursday night football tonight in miami south beach south florida miami vice thursday night all the fun things you could say about a matchup between the miami dolphins and the baltimore ravens right now on the fanduel sportsbook the ravens a seven and a half point favorite the over under total 46 and a half let's set the stage for the game before we dive into a same game parlay that i hope will show you tons of plus money for tnf so baltimore opened up as a seven point favorite in this game it has now moved to seven and a half in baltimore's favor by a hook might we see more line movement if and when it is confirmed that Tua Tungavailoa will be starting under center for the Miami Dolphins tonight. If Tua's in there, does that even move the line? Well, we saw Tua entering last week. There was a lot of speculation. He was questionable. Would he play? Would he start against the Houston Texans? The Texans were a five and a half point underdog on Sunday morning. When we got the news that Tua Tungavailoa was not going to start for the Miami Dolphins, the Texans then became a four point underdog. So from five and a half to four, it did not matter. Miami won and covered that game against the Houston Texans. So Miami so far this year, two and seven, three, five and one against the spread. Baltimore, six and two straight up, three and five ATS, only one and five against the number when booked as a favorite. They are a seven and a half point favorite, a touchdown or more favorite now in three games so far this year for Baltimore. So let's dive into this from a prop perspective. I love the prop board. Focusing on the Baltimore Ravens tonight. Don't love the prop board for the Miami Dolphins. Maybe Jalen Waddell over total receptions of five and a half, the most targeted receiver on the Dolphins. But I don't love Miles Gaskin's rushing yards prop. I don't really love Mike Gesicki's receiving yards prop. Don't know who the quarterback is. So we focus on the Baltimore Ravens. So not only can you call this a Thursday night football same game parlay, you can call it a Baltimore Ravens same game parlay. Show me the plus money. This, again, a reminder, anytime you do an SGP on the FanDuel Sportsbook, it's a small wager for a big payout. It is not the sharpest play in the book to be looking at all these plus money prices and try to hit an even bigger plus money price with all three outcomes going your way. It, there is a reason this pays out plus 907. Why? The odds indicating it's unlikely to happen tonight on Thursday Night Football. But let me give you the justification. And let's start with the first name that you see right there, Lamar Jackson. Alternate passing yards prop of 250 passing yards or more tonight against the Miami Dolphins. Miami has the third worst passing defense in the NFL. Let's start there, allowing more than 280 passing yards per game to their opponent. Lamar Jackson is averaging 351 passing yards per game for that Baltimore Ravens offense his passing yards prop tonight is 235 and a hook I absolutely love that as well that is an easy over in my opinion so let's go 15 yards more throw it in our SGP and have Lamar go over 250 tonight which he has done in five of the last six games for the Baltimore Ravens feels great love the start of that that's plus 124 by itself we add it into the same game parlay Lamar Jackson's favorite wide receiver that would be Marquise Brown otherwise known as Hollywood oh we're singing a little bit in this SGP we're feeling good Hollywood Brown is from the South Florida area as is Lamar Jackson back home tonight 
on a stage on Thursday night football in primetime? Yeah, let's dive into Marquise Brown as well. His receiving yards prop tonight is 60 and a half. He has gone over that number in two straight games. Six of the eight games this year for the Ravens, averaging 85.3 yards per game. So then you look at his alternate receiving yards prop tonight on the FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will see that at 70 or more yards. So again, only 10 yards above his receiving yards prop tonight, and he is averaging more than 85 yards per game receiving so far this year love where hollywood is for this one and when you add that to the sgp that's plus 140 for the alternate receiving yards prop on hollywood brown of going at least 70 receiving yards or more tonight that connection between lamar jackson hollywood brown lamar can also find devin duvernay i don't care add it to the 250 plus for his passing yards prop on the alternate passing yards prop market a part of our same game parlay again lamar jackson getting stiffed in the prop market if you ask me 235 and a hook for a guy that can find his wide receivers in the back of the end zone like this and then Devin Duvernay can go up and make this grab Lamar Jackson's averaging over 350 passing yards per game he has gone over 235 and a hook in six of the eight games for the Ravens this year seems too small that's why we go alternate passing yards as a part of our same game parlay the third and final leg of this SGP to show you the plus money on Thursday night football Devonta Freeman the running back for the Baltimore Ravens who has been brought in earlier in the season. Now, Devontae Freeman to go over 50 or more rushing yards tonight is plus 158. So Latavius Murray for the Baltimore Ravens, doubtful for Thursday night football. That means the lion's share of the production in the backfield should be Devontae Freeman. 50 or more rushing yards is that alternate rushing yards prop for Devontae tonight. Plus 158 to have that happen. He has gone over... 50 rushing yards in two of the last three games for the Baltimore Ravens when he has been that pseudo lead back in the backfield for Baltimore. And on a short week, I think the reason that Lamar's passing yards prop and Hollywood's receiving yards prop is so minimal is the idea that Thursday night football are, are ugly games and thus they will run the football. And so Devontae Freeman should have opportunities to get at least 50 rushing yards which is what we need tonight plus 158 in the alternate rushing yards prop market a part of our same game parlay again Devontae Freeman has gone over that number of 50 in two of the last three weeks for Baltimore three weeks ago against the Chargers nine rushing attempts 53 yards last week against Minnesota 13 rushes 79 rushing yards so as long as they're giving him the rock eight or nine times I think there's a good chance that Devontae Freeman goes over 50 rushing yards tonight. So you throw that into the SGP market on the FanDuel Sportsbook. You stir it up a little bit like we're getting chilly here. Now in soup and chilly season. And that pays out together. Plus 907 for a same game parlay for Thursday night football between the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. Again, I kind of like this same game parlay. It's a small wager with a big payout. When it's plus 907 to have three things hit in a same-game parlay, that is the FanDuel Sportsbook telling you that this outcome is highly unlikely. Plus 907 does not mean this is going to hit as a sharp play, but that being said, I just laid out all the reasoning and the justification for why it might hit, and there are some pretty strong trends that back up this same-game parlay. Lamar has gone over that alternate passing yards prop of 250 at least, in five of the last six games again he is averaging 351 passing yards per game hollywood brown the alternate receiving yards prop of 70. he's gone over that number a ton this year over his receiving yards prop of 60 and a half of six of the eight games for the baltimore ravens and then Devonte freeman to go over 50 rushing yards tonight at plus 158 something that freeman has done 
in two of the last three games. And last week, he ran the ball for 79 yards on 13 carries against the Miami Dolphins. All of those have plus money prices in their alternate markets. And all of that pays out plus 907. I love this. I'm going to tell my friends in Jersey, hey, book this down for me tonight. Put a couple shekels on it and let's get a plus 907 payout. I'm all in on a Thursday night football. Same game parlay on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Show me the plus money. That's what we try to do here. We try to make you profitable by educating you on how to do so. All the ramifications, all of the trends that go into this, all of the research that shows that this could be a likely outcome, although it is plus 907. All three things hitting tonight on a Thursday night in Miami. We'll see how that goes. But I love the prop market from a Ravens perspective, entering Thursday night football against the Miami Dolphins. I love just the regular prop market. 235 and a hook for passing yards on Lamar Jackson seems incredibly undervalued. 60 and a half receiving yards for Hollywood Brown seems incredibly undervalued. And I think you can even make an argument for longest reception prop for Hollywood Brown at 24 and a half. He has gone over that in all but two games, two of the last three games for Baltimore as well. Who knows the Ravens as good as anybody? That would be Melissa Kim. She is the studio host for the Baltimore Ravens. Melissa Kim joins us on the other side of the break here to preview Thursday night football on the morning after. The Ravens, a seven and a half point favorite. We get Melissa's thoughts here next on The Grid. Sports Professor Rick Haro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your daily numbers game. When FanDuel and DraftKings went head-to-head with commercials on a daily basis, competition is still there. The commercials aren't as intense. But FanDuel, by the way, sponsoring the NBA Bet Studio Show on Monday nights, DraftKings sponsoring the NBA Bet Stream, maybe the first time we can see both of those companies coming together to sponsor independent parts of sports properties within the same sport. It's leading to other alliances and with other companies like BetMGM and FoxBet out there, it may be time for some of these companies not to consolidate their assets, but to consolidate their marketing reach in certain opportunities. We know it's big, it's getting better, and it's time for ongoing creativity. Sports Professor Rick Haro, Daily Numbers Game. When it comes to getting trusted sports gaming strategies and info, you can ask your dumb friend, Kevin. Or you can just listen to us. We recommend us. And we won't ask to borrow your car either. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network, I'm Ben Stevens. Thursday night football tonight in South Beach, Miami Dolphins hosting the Baltimore Ravens, a seven and a half point spread in favor of Baltimore. The over-under total, 46 and a half, a great way to get the second half of the NFL season underway. And joining us to break down that game right now, we are calling this the Baltimore Breakdown. It is Melissa Kim. She's a Raven <laughs> studio host working with the team, so a great person here to lend some expertise to preview Thursday night football. Melissa, first and foremost, thank you for joining the show on what I'm sure is a very busy Thursday for you there in Baltimore. 
Yeah, thanks so much. Baltimore Breakdown? Well, I, I kind of like that. I'm a fan of that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I try when we go graphically here, Melissa, I try to go to as much alliteration as I can. It is the production nature of me. I think you appreciate that. Yeah, oh, it's that even on well. the it's screen. Former... Baltimore Breakdown. Oh, way to go. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Awesome. See, we do our best. We do our best for the great <laughs> guests that we have here on this program in a Thursday night for the Baltimore Ravens on the road, laying seven and a half against the Miami Dolphins. What has been Baltimore's attitude to this short week in playing on Thursday night football, Melissa? Obviously, they've, you know, really, really emphasized rest quite a bit this past week. They didn't have any full practices, obviously, with the nature of the game, um, the last game against the Vikings on Sunday afternoon. And obviously, health has been a very big issue and topic for this team since training camp. They've really tried to emphasize keeping guys healthy, giving them a lot of rest. Um, two guys that will not play tonight for sure, Latavius Murray, their top running back, and also Patrick McCarry, the right tackle. So how did, they didn't play in the last game against Minnesota, so it's not a huge surprise, obviously. Um, I think that in terms of the offense, it's going to af affect them. They're still figuring out the offense. I mean, they have been all season with uh, all the injuries. Um, they're top three running backs since the start of the season. Now, in terms of how much Lamar is going to pick up that chunk of the missing offense i think that is the biggest question coming into tonight for sure so lamar jackson like we have seen melissa and we were referencing not only the baltimore ravens still the top rushing offense in the nfl but lamar has picked it up in the passing game which is good because the dolphins have the third worst passing defense in the national football league and lamar jackson his passing yards prop tonight stood out to me melissa because it was 235 and a half mm -hmm. for a guy that's averaging over 350 passing yards per game this year so i'm not exactly sure what to make of that so what can we expect from lamar jackson on a short week here on thursday night football against the dolphins you know, Ben, I definitely saw that this morning, 235. That's definitely way too low for me. I would definitely take the over on Lamar passing yards just because he has really established himself as more of a passer this season up until the last game, I guess you could say, um, because that's something he's really worked on in the offseason. He's talked about it literally every single time we talk to him because he gets asked about it literally every single time we talk to him about his passing game, about how he's really developed his passing game. And this is the first game of the regular season that will have Sammy Watkins Marquise Hollywood Brown and Rashad Bateman the top three receivers on the team on the field together because again health has been such an issue for this team so I think that the over on the passing yards for Lamar is a definitely a good move tonight again especially because he's going to have a lot of web and you have Mark Andrews who don't forget about Mark Andrews the tight end um, who is his literally his favorite target on the field and so I think that with all those weapons to throw to he will absolutely have um the over there and also Devin Duvernay that you see on the screen right now he's one of the guys that has been more of a special teams guy but he proved in the last game check out that one-handed insane grab mm. I mean he's proved that he is a weapon uh and an option on this team too when it comes to catching those Lamar throws you know I love Rashad Bateman with the big 10 nature yes. of my heart Mark Andrews has been fantastic with that connection with Lamar Jackson this year also, the relationship that we know is very strong between Lamar and Hollywood Brown, both natives of South Florida going back home tonight. We highlighted that in our same game parlay. Melissa, how much are they looking forward to playing in Miami this evening? Oh, my gosh. They both talked about it. They were like warm weather. Not that it's really cold in Baltimore. I'm sure it's not that cold in New York either. We've had like some hints of winter fall here. Um, but Lamar talked about that a lot. He actually was asked how many people have called or people calling you for tickets being like, hey, I'd love a ticket to the game. And he literally went up to the mic and was like, 
no. So um, <laughs> that kind of gives you the idea of how popular he is down there. And as for Rashad Bateman, he's been so impressive, I think, in his rookie season, even though he's coming off like three games coming off of an injury, a, a, not just an injury, but groin surgery last month. And 11 of his 12 catches so far this season have been for first down. So that really just tells you what kind of player he is. He's a guy that creates plays and is a playmaker for this team. I don't see a Rashad Bateman receiving yards prop on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Mm-mm. I was going to take an over regardless of what they posted the yardage at just because I love the former Golden Gopher so darn much. So we've been talking about Lamar Jackson. Let's look at the Baltimore Ravens overall because right now, Melissa, they are a minus 170 odds on favorite to win the AFC North. It is a competitive division in the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns are playing better football. They have the second shortest odds at plus 420. The Pittsburgh Steelers have found found a little bit of a rhythm as well at plus 500 and then the Bengals have struggled slightly they have the longest odds at plus 700 but everybody not too far from one another what do you make of the Ravens top spot in this division right now I'm still taking the Ravens I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how the Browns offense progresses from here post OBJ drama and all that because maybe in the Brown situation they had to let him go in order to really let the offense flourish and develop and figure out who they are, their identity this season. I'm still obviously going to stick with the Ravens because I think that they have progressed well. I think that there are some consistency issues in terms of the defense. They've talked about tackling a lot this season um, because they honestly have had a lot of missed tackles that have opened up for big plays for the opposing team. But I think that as long as they get consistent, they really have this, you know, you see, think about a lot of the great football teams that we see in college or on the pro level and the whole will to win thing, whether you buy into that or not. I personally buy into that. Because you look at the Ravens and these crazy overtime last minute games that they've been in. Lamar Jackson believes that he's going to win every single game. His mentality is certainly there. And on top of that, he can convince, he literally convinces other guys on the team like, hey, we got this. We're going to get this. And I mean, Justin Tucker, too, in the overtime of the last game, he had such a great postgame press conference um, after the win against the Vikings because he... I think they were what like on, at the 50, I think, before he – and they drove down the field a little bit more before he came out. He said that he was ready to go. He was like, I was ready to kick a 55, 56-yard – you know, he's, he's he told Harbaugh, put me out there. I'm ready to go. But, you know, obviously the percentage, that uh, you know, increases the more you move down the field. So Harbaugh, I think, wanted a little bit more of a security blanket, and he had the time and ability and the strategy to do so. But I think that this team is – we're watching something pretty special with this Ravens team this year, I think. Melissa Kim joining the morning after right now, a studio host for the Baltimore Ravens, giving us the Baltimore breakdown ahead of Thursday night football tonight between the Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. The Ravens, a seven and a half point road favorite in Miami tonight. And this is how you know the Baltimore Ravens are playing in a primetime game. There are kicker props up on the FanDuel <laughs> yes, Sportsbook for I both the it. Miami Dolphins and, like you mentioned, Justin Tucker. His points tonight, total points, seven and a half. That means if he hits a field goal, an extra point, they're all added up into his total points. But, Melissa, right now, Baltimore, just three and five against the spread. So not all that profitable from a betting perspective, but six and two straight up. The reason being, they are winning close games because they can rely on Lamar and they can trust in Justin Tucker. How valuable is that for the Baltimore Ravens the rest of the way here in the NFL? 
Oh my gosh. I think it's so, so valuable. You think about Lamar. I think you could call him one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league right now. He doesn't like to be called a running back. He doesn't like to be called any of that, but we call him a electrifying, dynamic, dual threat quarterback. And as for Justin Tucker, he's come in clutch. I think the game against the Vikings, that was his 18th game winning um, field goal of his career, something ridiculous like that in overtime, you know? And so you just think about how you know, valuable that is because I think kickers are a little, you know, they're fine. They're there when they make the field goals, when they make the PATs, but the second they miss a field goal in an overtime situation, in a game winning situation like that, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, kickers are awful. Kick college kickers, whatever on Twitter. So I think that (laughs) having a guy that is as clutch nerves wise. And he told us after the game that he gets nervous too. He's like, of course he's like, this wouldn't even be fun if I didn't get nervous. That's, that's a whole nother thing, but he's just such a guy that is really built for this stage of being, being in these overtime situations. He loves the stage. He loves being that guy. He really embraces it. I mean, he's a guy that they talk about in the time that uh, all the time, like, you know, after practice, he's singing opera in the showers, you know, he loves, he's like such a quirky kind of guy and he really embraces who he is. And that's who he's been since college from the guys that I talked to at Texas. And I think, that it's really a great situation for the Ravens right now between Lamar and Justin Tucker. Yeah, Justin Tucker, a big game kicker. Lamar Jackson, a big game quarterback. And right now, Lamar has the fifth shortest odds to win the NFL MVP on the FanDuel Sportsbook at plus 950. Josh Allen, the favorite, but Lamar making his way up this board. So, Melissa, the outlook for Lamar Jackson the rest of the way in this NFL season, how realistic do you think he should be an MVP frontrunner? I think he should absolutely. I'm honestly, I know that he's someone that, for some reason, from a national perspective, Lamar has not been, I think, as respected as people in Baltimore think. Obviously, we're a little bit biased, but I think that his his odds are pretty good. I mean, you look at the straight numbers. You look at you know his stats specifically. He's up there in the top, I believe, top six quarterbacks in the league right now. And so I think that he's his odds are certainly should be a little bit higher than that. But we'll see as the season progresses. Yeah, I think they'll keep getting better and better. And if he has a big game tonight on Thursday night against the Dolphins, maybe we see an increase in that market movement by the time we wake up on a Friday morning. Melissa Kim, a Ravens studio host, giving us the Baltimore breakdown for the Ravens and the Dolphins tonight on Thursday Night Football. Melissa, as always, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight on a Thursday. The Ravens again, a seven and a half point road favorite in Miami tonight against the Dolphins. Also a guy who can give us a preview of Thursday night, FanDuel's Ryan Williams. He joins the show after the break right here on The Grid. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. That sound? A new gravity-based gigawatt electric generation technology for covering demand surges. Like summer, when everyone turns on their AC at once. (sighs) Not strange quantum physics. It's just 35 tons of lead winched up a 300-foot tower by solar and wind-powered motors. When it's dropped, spins up an electric generator instantly pulsing up to 10 megawatts to the grid in milliseconds. And you can repeat it over and over again for 25 years. Super durable mechanics and no emissions. But not going to replace your emergency backup generator at home because, uh, you know. Follow me at Chicapelbo on Twitter and stay tuned to the Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this.
You're listening to Sports Grid, the home of the winning edge. Carrying on the fine tradition of sports gaming from all the way back to ancient Rome. But they never had a mobile app. So count your blessings, Sporto. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159. I'm Ben Stevens. Every Thursday to get you set for the week ahead in the NFL. Not only Thursday night football previews, but also a look at the Sunday slate. It is the winners for Week 10 from FanDuel's Ryan Williams. He joins the show once again right now on this Thursday morning here on TMA to preview TNF and the rest of the Sunday slate across the National Football League. Ryan, as always, a pleasure to have you back on the program on this Thursday. I hope all is going well, my friend. All is going well, man. I'm happy to be here, Ben. Always happy to be on the TMA show, dealing with a little bit under the weather. It could be because it's raining and storming and possibly snow in the forecast here in Chicago. But, you know, we have to grind it out and we have to get on here to to get these bets. I told you I was going to redeem myself. So I'm here to do that this week. Absolutely so, and we appreciate you powering through. Once the season starts to shift a little bit, it's been nice. We've had some fall. We've had some winter-like conditions. The sinuses clog up. I understand the struggle very, very much. So let's dive into Thursday night football right now, Ryan, and first look at it from a side perspective. The spread tonight is 7.5 points in favor of the road team, the Baltimore Ravens, visiting the Miami Dolphins, the over-under total 46.5. So, Ryan, just overall, as you break down this game tonight, which side do you think is able to cover that spread? Yeah, I'm going to lean Baltimore here. I know it's kind of, you know, you're dealing with the short week there. They're just coming off of an overtime win um, that was, you know, a grinded out match. But you're looking at a Dolphins team here where, I mean, their two wins have been against New England in the first week and then last week against Houston where they turned the ball over like four or five times and still grinded out a victory. It's just they've been absolutely atrocious. And we still don't know who the quarterback will be. I mean, at this point, I feel like Brissett will be out there. I don't know if they're going to rush Tua back here. But you're looking at the Ravens here being seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, against the spread, 4-1-1 one, and one in their past six Thursday night football games. And then also mm-hmm. against this Miami team, they've beaten them the last three times to the tune of 30 points in each of those games, Ben. That's not a mistake. That's 30 points or more that they've beaten the Miami Dolphins in each of the last three games they've played in. So this team loves to play against the Dolphins here. And if history can repeat itself, we might get a, we might get a, uh, another blowout here on the Ravens side. Yeah. Not divisional foes, but it seems they often play each other within these AFC conference matchups. Baltimore so far this year, just one and five against the spread as a favorite, but the Dolphins just three, five and one. ATS. So something has to give tonight on a Thursday night with all the questions surrounding Miami, Eileen Baltimore, even on a short week, having to take the road trip to South Beach. I still would lean Baltimore as well. Again, the over under total of 46 and a half. We had six straight unders heading into last Thursday night's game between the Colts and the Jets that went way over with Indianapolis winning that game. 45 to 30 and now for the third or maybe fourth straight week as we preview Thursday night football Ryan Williams and I are in like mind lockstep once again for a receiving or receiving yards prop Hollywood Brown tonight his prop on the FanDuel Sportsbook is 60 and a half Ryan it is great to have you back to talk about this prop once again why are we liking Hollywood Brown tonight against the Dolphins 
I mean, he's just been the most explosive Baltimore weapon that that Lamar has been able to find. And you're looking at this guy dealing with career uh, uh, career year as far as uh, yards per game. He's averaging 85 yards per game. You're looking at 14.8 uh, yards per reception, which is also a career high for him as well. And then the Dolphins allowing the fourth most yards to wide receivers per game. Um, so you, everything is just falling into line for him to absolutely be able to torch this secondary. And I think Lamar will be finding him. And we do have Sammy Watkins, who is questionable now. Um, so he could be back in there. But I think that could make even Brown's life a little bit easier with Rashad Bateman out there as well. Yeah, there's a couple of props out there tonight where I just look at the trends and I'm like, I think they're tempting you to take the over. Why is the number so small? Hollywood has gone over 60 and a half in two straight games. Six of the eight games overall for Baltimore this year. And he is averaging, like Ryan mentioned, 85.3 receiving yards per game. Back home in South Florida, they call him Hollywood, not because of California, but because of that Miami area. Whew, I really love the over on Hollywood Brown tonight. Might be my best bet. Coming up here later in the show. I would also throw in one more thing for Hollywood Brown. His longest receptions prop tonight is at 24 and a half. He has had at least a grab of 20 yards or more in every game so far this year for the Baltimore Ravens. And he has gone over this number of 24 and a half in all but two games and has gone over it in two of the last, or he has gone under it in two of the last three. But outside of that, he has been over in every single other game for Baltimore this year, his average longest reception throughout this season, 35 and a half. We know that Hollywood can take the top off of a defense, and Miami has the third worst passing defense in all of the NFL. Love Lamar's passing yards prop. Love Hollywood Brown's receiving yards prop on the other end tonight against the Miami Dolphins. Also, I've been looking at Devontae Freeman as well. No Latavius Murray most likely tonight. So where can we target Freeman in the prop market? Yeah, we'll go with his anytime touchdown on the FanDuel Sportsbook coming in at plus 115. And you're looking at this just, I mean, Ben, if I were to tell you that Lamar Jackson only has two rushing touchdowns on the year, like how would you feel about that? And then you're looking at Devontae right. Freeman and the work that he's getting inside the red zone. This guy has uh, nine carries inside the inside the 10-yard line, and then you're looking at in the red zone, Lamar has 14, but again, only two touchdowns, and Devonta Freeman has two touchdowns. And if I'm expecting Baltimore to win big in this game, I think they're able to get the run game going, and I think that they bring in these backs and let them do the work. Um, but we know that Lamar, he's going for the MVP uh, title here, so he might be rushing one in as well, too. I'm fine with that as well. Yeah, I mean, when you look at where Devonta Freeman might be in the backfield tonight with no Latavius, really, you might see him take right. the lion's share of the carries on a short week against the Miami Dolphins. So outside of Thursday night football, let's look at the rest of the NFL week number 10 slate. A great game where you have two teams, Ryan, that are in contention for the AFC wildcard spots as of right now, the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots. The Patriots have hovered around a two, one and a half point favorite at home hosting the Browns on Sunday. It has been a team in the Cleveland Browns who have started to find themselves a little bit, it seems, over the past week. And New England has been darn good here in this recent stretch. How are you approaching this matchup between the Pats and the Browns on Sunday? Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots points here. I think it when I saw it, it was at two. I think it's down to one and a half right now. And we still don't know what Nick Chubb's status is going to be. I think he's eligible to come back off the COVID list if he gets those two negative tests. But if they don't have Nick Chubb, we know Kareem Hunt's not going to be active. I mean, this could be tough sledding for this team traveling into Foxborough. Now, I know people will say, well, what has New England done in Foxborough this year? They haven't been too successful, Ben. They've, most of their, all of their wins, I believe, have come 
on the road. But then you're looking at Bill Belichick. Okay, this is kind of a revenge game for the coach, right? This guy coached in Cleveland, uh, and he has a 7-2 and two record against the Cleveland Browns. He's 5-0 and oh in Foxborough versus this team. So maybe he's able to get the guys up uh, for this team. And you do like how they have been, you know, just letting Mac Jones be efficient, not having to be aggressive. And if they can get, you know, some of their healthy guys back on the offense, I think Damian Harris is questionable and a couple other guys as well, too. Um, I think that they could grind out a tough win here. A lot of quarterback questions about the next game up on your board for the NFL Sunday slate. The Seattle Seahawks visiting Lambeau Field and the Green Bay Packers. Right now, Green Bay, a three and a half point home favorite, but this line might be moving a ton by the time we get to Sunday, depending on Aaron Rodgers' status and if, if he is eligible to come off the COVID-19 list. And then on the other side for Seattle, if Russell Wilson is clearly a full go for Sunday against the Packers. So Ryan, with so much uncertainty surrounding the two main positions here, quarterbacks on both sides, what's the approach like for this matchup? Yeah, my, my approach is right now to take Seattle plus three and a half. And that really just comes down to uh, Rogers status being so up in the air coming down to Saturday. Now, I think that they I think that Green Bay will try and do whatever they can to have this guy go out there uh, and play just because what we saw from Jordan Love last week against Kansas City, it just is not going to get it done. And this team has Super Bowl aspirations. So I know that they want Aaron Rodgers out there. You're looking at Russell Wilson, who's traveling into Lambeau, I believe, for the fourth time in his career. Hasn't had too much success there, but this team is hungry as well to rally around Russell Wilson and we'll be happy to get him back. So maybe you're thinking the Packers, even with Aaron Rodgers out there, he hasn't been with this team for 10 days in the COVID protocol. He, maybe they're a little bit rusty and Seattle's able to take advantage with their defense, who's been able to you know, hold opponents uh, over the past couple of weeks fairly well. And if Aaron Rodgers is unavailable for Sunday's game, this line is going to move a ton in Seattle's right. favor. Getting them past that key number of three right now might be the best spot you see the Seahawks at currently. Also, Seattle should be mentioned plus 230 to make the NFC postseason. Just three and five straight up this year, but there still is a path for Seattle to claim one of those wild card spots in the NFC. Another great game on Sunday. A South crossover, if you will. A team from the AFC South hosting a team from the NFC South. The New Orleans Saints visiting the Tennessee Titans. We know how good Tennessee has been here, Ryan, as of late. Right. Five straight wins, five straight covers. The last four as an underdog. This week, they are a two-and-a-half point, three-point favorite against the, the New Orleans Saints. So, do you think Tennessee can keep the good times rolling in the Music City? I, I don't see how they can, Ben. I mean, even the two-and-a-half number that you have, I saw them at three. I, this just really does not make sense to me at all looking at the other side of new orleans where they're quarterbacked by trevor simeon i mean maybe we're we're carrying a little bit more weight uh the books are with that win against tampa bay where he came in for Jameis late and they were able to seal that win i mean that was solid but last week it, he didn't show much for me and tennessee has just been the defense has been absolutely incredible the past three weeks you're looking at them holding kansas city to three points they held the rams to 16 last week and that was a game that people thought they didn't have any business being in without derrick henry and even without derrick henry you know you're looking at the rushing total i believe they were still under 70 total rushing yards so you love what Tannehill's doing to be able to be efficient on offense and keep this thing going they're at home here this line just really didn't make sense to me i'm going to go on the tennessee side 
Yeah, I mean, Tennessee has been so, so good. The top seed in the AFC as of right now. New Orleans, meanwhile, after the huge upset two weeks ago, even without Jameis for a good majority of that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, lost last week outright to the Atlanta Falcons. The final game on Ryan's board and over for a pretty high total. Now at 53 even, Ryan, between the Chargers yeah. and the Vikings. Why are we expecting scoring on Sunday in Los Angeles? Well, you got two explosive teams here, Ben. And one of the things that I like to target every every week is just who who Minnesota is playing against and when they're playing on the road. Because you're looking at all four Minnesota road games this year having gone over the total. And so we know that mm -hmm. they like to put up points and they're they're pretty aggressive. And we know if the Chargers have their backs against the wall with Justin Herbert, they're going to be aggressive as well, too. And games involving the Vikings have averaged 134 plays per game. That's the league high. So that we could expect to see fireworks in here. I think that maybe we get, you know, when the Chargers in Baltimore were playing earlier this year, we expected the same to happen. But now hopefully we get that in this week's game here against the Chargers and Vikings. And I'm, I'm happy to go over that total even at 53. Yeah, the second highest total of the entire NFL Week 10 slate. It opened at 51 and a half. It has already been on the move by a point and a half even early on in this week for the Chargers and the Vikings out in Los Angeles on Sunday. Ryan Williams from FanDuel breaking it down with us, heading into week number 10, as he always does. Thursday night football, a couple of props and a side to know. Also some winners for NFL week number 10, battling through a sinus issue as well. That's why we love Ryan Williams <laughs> on this program. Ryan, as always, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me, Ben. Always happy to be on TMA. And then Hollywood Brown again, like mine, for a month now, it seems, in a row, going over his receiving yards prop of 60 and a half. I absolutely love it, as does Ryan Williams. On the other side of the break, we play a little guess the line, talking about the Dolphins, two and seven this year. Where are they drafting in the NFL draft? We'll talk about that up next. Pro football full circle. I'm going to make a case here, Joe, that our beloved Miami Dolphins can still make the postseason. Believe oh, it or not. It, no, it you're all not. Starts, Are you yes, really? Yes. Then what you should do, Scott, what I recommend, is that all that money that you're hiding under the mattress from the yes. wife, just yes. back up the truck and take it to FanDuel because they're going to give you 36 to 1 odds. Catch Pro Football Full Circle weekdays, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the home of the winning edge, the Sports Grid Radio Network. We're always here, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, fetching you expert perspectives on sports gaming, odds, and more. Kind of like a faithful dog without all that butt sniffing. We're the home of the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Closing out hour number two here on the morning after on this Thursday, Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And I am Ben Stevens. A little bit of breaking news before we dive in to guess the line here. Cam Newton is reportedly meeting with the Carolina Panthers. Yes, 
Those Panthers that he spent the good portion of his NFL career with, the team that drafted him, Cam Newton is meeting with the Carolina Panthers who are in desperate need of a quarterback. Sam Darnold will be uh, sidelined for a couple of weeks with an incomplete fracture of his shoulder. It is P.J. Walker for the time being. A little bit of breaking news on this Thursday. Now, it's Guess the Line. The Miami Dolphins in action tonight on this Thursday night to open up week number 10 in the NFL. The Dolphins a seven and a half point underdog against the Baltimore Ravens. A ton of speculation this year around Tua Tungavailoa. Is he the future for Miami moving forward at the quarterback position? Only in his second year. They spent a top five draft pick on him, but are they already willing to move on? The Dolphins, two and seven straight up this year. Three, five, and one against the spread. That two and seven may be a little bit more important for where the Dolphins might fall in the 2022 NFL draft order. So let's guess the line. Where is Miami going to draft? Well, they don't really have a very high draft pick at the moment. They traded away their pick for this upcoming year to take Jalen Waddell in the past draft, moving a forward ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. So though, although the Dolphins are two and seven straight up, they might be outside of the top 10. They might be around the top 15 because they do have the San Francisco 49ers draft pick when the Niners traded up to take Trey Lance number three overall and traded back with the Miami Dolphins. So if we're guessing the line here for where Miami might pick based on how the Niners do this year, I'd say it's around 11 and a half, 12 and a half for Miami's first draft pick in this upcoming 2022 NFL draft. Could that attention be focused on a quarterback? Again, the Dolphins, a seven and a half point underdog tonight on Thursday night against the Baltimore Ravens. Happy Hour is up next here on The Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159.